we're going to ask Dr. Quintrell Burrell, if you would, make your way to the pulpit. God is great and greatly to be praised from the rising of the sun till the going down to the same. We come to give God thanks for the life and the legacy of Sister Faye Dean Gaddy Frazier. And if she has blessed your life, can you give God praise at this time? As we prepare to celebrate and commemorate her life, we realize that this is considered to be a homegoing celebration. And even though it is a homegoing celebration, it is also the opportunity for us to worship our God and to give our God thanks. And so as we move forward, as far as this worship experience is concerned, there are just a few things I want to share with you before I ask Dr. Redmond to come and lead us in this moment. First and foremost, we are still in the midst of a pandemic. And with us being in the midst of a pandemic, um, I am so appreciative of everyone that's in here that will keep your mask above your nose. Uh, we want to mitigate the spread of the COVID-19 virus. And so we are appreciative that you will keep your mask on during the entire worship experience. The other thing I want to share with you is that the ushers... Our medical team and our first impressions are extension of me and my authority into the congregation. So whatever they ask you to do, we ask that you will abide by that because they are representatives of me as far as the congregation is concerned to help us to move as safely and as securely as possible. So I thank you all for adhering to how they have asked you to be seated. We want to also do whatever we can to give this family the encouragement and the uplift that they need during this particular time. So again, thank you all so much for uh, adhering to our protocols and procedures here 
at the St. Paul Baptist Church. But also we know that you can give God praise through your mask. Let me say that one more time. You can praise God through your mask. So let us worship our God and let us give our God the praise. Dr. Redmond is going to come and she will give us our call to worship and we'll move our worship experience along. when they said unto me let us go into the house of the Lord because in the house of the Lord there is peace in the house of the Lord there is joy in the house of the Lord there is food for my soul so I was mighty mighty glad when they said unto me let us go into the house of the Lord I don't know about you but this is not a funeral when an individual has lived their life and it has been pleasing unto the Lord, it really is a celebration. Sister Faye lived her life that way. So why don't we give God some praise in this moment for her life? Come on, all over this place, let's give God some praise. Come on, you can do better than that. Let's give God some praise. If it had not been for the Lord on our side, we don't know where any of us would be. So we give God the praise during this time. We're going to follow our program as it has been outlined. Would you close your eyes for just a few moments? Father, it's in the name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Lord, we love you. We love you so much, God, and we thank you. Thank you, Father, for calling us here this afternoon to celebrate the life of one of your dear women. Oh, God, thank you for her life. Thank you, oh, God, for how her life has been a blessing to all of us. And, God, we just pray that as you move about this sanctuary today, move up and down every aisle, move up and down every row. God, we pray in the name of Jesus that you would touch each individual and, God, help us. But more than anything, help this family to lift their hearts and their minds towards you, knowing, oh God, that we all have to make this transition one day. But God, if we live our lives and we live our lives close to you, we're going to do the same thing that Sister Faye has done. We are going to be go home and be with you. God, we thank you so much for that. Thank you for our time together. God, be with us as we sing. God, be with us as we read your scriptures. And God, be with us as we celebrate today. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, one more time. Give God some praise in here. Come on, you can do better than that. Let's give God some praise in here. We're going to have our opening song, It Is Well With My Soul. Minister Lydia Hancock is going to come, and you may have your seats in his presence. Praise the Lord, saints. 
it is well with our soul. When peace like a river attendeth thy way, when sorrows like seas billows rolls, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say. He shall read our Old Testament scripture. After he reads that scripture, Reverend Dr. Quintrell Burrell will read our New Testament reading. And then Reverend Bobby Howes will lead us to the throne of grace through prayer. Mm-hmm. 
afternoon, families and friends. Let's start off by giving God thanks. I have learned, even in Dell, to thank God because I trust him that he knows what best. And I stand before you today with mixed emotions, with sadness, and with joy. I am very sad to lose one of my physical sisters, my sister Faith. But I know that she was my spiritual sister. And I know that because she always encouraged me. And I know that also because she learned what it means to have no respect to person. She loved everybody. So I'm sad. But there is joy. And the joy is that this disease, this sickness, can't mess with her no more. She's in our father's house. She don't have to worry about that. Thank God for that. There is joy in the morning. I'm going to read to you today a few verses out of Psalms 90. 8 through 12. And it reads as, The days of our lives are 70 years. And if by reason of strength there are 80 years, yet their boast is only labor and sorrow. For it was soon cut off and will fly away. Who knows the power of your anger? For as the fear of you, so is your wrath. So, teach us to numb our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom as our sister Faye did. May you find comfort in the reading of these words. to this great church, Dr. Robert Scott, certainly to Dr. Monica Redman, our officiant, Pastor Bobby Howes, and to Reverend James Dean, and certainly to this family. May you find comfort and strength in the word of God. 2 Timothy 4, verses 6 through 8. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering. And the time of my departure has come. I have fought a good fight. I have kept the faith. I have finished my race. Henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be unto God.
Let us pray. Father God, we thank you most of all for our lives and for what all you are doing for us even at this present moment. Lord, we realize that, Heavenly Father, that we have assembled here today for a celebration. And we believe that, Heavenly Father, if you would just visit us during this time, we believe that, Heavenly Father, that praises will go up and blessings will come down. We thank you, thy Heavenly Father, for a life that we lived. And we're not here because someone died. We're here because someone lived. And we're here to celebrate her today, Sister Faye Frazier. Lord, we pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would just bless this family, bless the children, bless the grandchildren, bless the siblings of this family and all other friends and other relatives. Lord, we pray that you would be with them right now. Strengthen them right now where they need to be strong. And Lord, let them know that you will never leave them nor forsake them. And Lord, we are believing right now that when the man of God comes before us to deliver the word, thy heavenly father, he will put something in our hearts that will, that will help us to continue on in this life. We believe it right now in the name of Jesus. And now, Lord, we pray, thy heavenly Father, that when it's all done and said, and when our time comes to lay down and die, Lord, you will have a place already prepared for us as well. We thank you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the precious Holy Ghost. And all the people said, Amen. I want to thank Reverend James Dean and Reverend Dr. Quintrell Burrell and Reverend Bobby House as they have served us so well this morning. Um, before Reverend Dr. Quintrell Burrell um, comes to us to sing, may the work I've done speak for me, I want us to take a few moments and read our obituary and we're gonna do that in silence. So we'll just take a few moments so that you may do that. And after the reading of the obituary, Reverend Dr. Quintrell Burrell Jr. will come to us with a selection. Dr. Burrell, may the work I've done speak for me. Let's give God a hand of praise as he comes.
I've done Speak for me May the work I've done Speak for me When I'm resting in my grave There is nothing more to be said May the work that I've done Speak for me May the life that I live speak for me. May the life that I live speak for me. Nothing that can be said May the work May the work that I've done Speak for me And may the service That I give Speak for me May the service, the service that I give, may it speak for me. When I've done the very best I can, and my friends, my friends don't understand, may the work, the life, service I give may it speak for me the work that I've done oh Lord it seems so small sometimes it seems like nothing at all mercy may the work I've done speak for me anybody else feel that way 
Come on, let's give God some praise in this house. Thank you so much for that wonderful selection. May the work I've done speak for me. Thank you all so much for being here. I want us to listen now to the words of tribute. And they will be coming from the following, and you will go to um, this particular podium. There is a mic there for you. Former deaconess, Sister Betty Oates, Brother Ronald Dean, Brother Cedric Dean. And after they give their words of tribute, there will be a poem from Kanisha Dean, When Tomorrow Starts Without Me. Please come in that order. I would like at this time for the former deaconess that are here today, just stand and let, I want to let you know, thank you so much for being here to pay tribute with me to Mrs. Frey Frazier. God bless. Good afternoon, church. First, giving honor to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ to my esteemed pastor, Dr. Scott, and to Dr. Redmond, and to all the clergies that are assembled in and around the pulpit, I say good afternoon. My name is Betty Oaks, and I am a close friend of Mrs. Faye Frazier and her family. Because Ms. Frazier was a woman of faith, humbleness, and a servant of the Lord. She was a faithful member of the former Deaconess Board of St. Paul Baptist Church and other ministries. She made sure that when I joined St. Paul 22 years ago, and she found out that I was a young woman sent by God to Charlotte, North Carolina, never been here before, with no family here, no friends, and that God spoke to my heart and told me where to go. Mrs. Frazier, along with some other strong Christian women, like Mrs. Ellis, Mrs. Blackman, Mrs. Hamilton, Mrs. Josephine Alexander, Mrs. Carrie Jones, Reverend Dot Cumrell, Mrs. Thelma Watkins, and Miss Sadie Simpson, took me into their family and helped me to have family support. Mrs. Frazier let me know that God is in control. She kept telling me to keep on trusting God and know that I will be there for you. You will never be alone. Mrs. Frazier kept her word. She will call me not waiting for me to call her. I loved her dearly for her faithfulness to the Lord. She was a faithful member of the former deaconess board. I shared with her that I was a deaconess at my former church, and right away she wanted me to join the deaconess board. When I told her respectfully 
that God had not spoken to me to do that at this time. She said to me, and I have never forgotten what she said, you do what God says, and if and when he is ready for you to be on the deaconess board, God will let you know. I asked her not to mention to anyone of this conversation, and to my knowledge, she did not. She was a woman that knew how to hold her tongue. I love her dearly, and yes, I miss her and others. But I am so thankful to God for using her to become my family. To the family, especially her children, thank you for taking such wonderful care of her. Just remember, I am just a phone call away, and I will be there for as long as God wants me to be. I am your family, so know that you are not alone. Just let your mother was there for me, I will be there for y'all. To God be the glory for Mrs. Frazier, a faithful and good servant of the Lord, Matthew 25 and 21. Family and church. Mrs. Frazier is free now, and one day we will see her again. Yes, her physical body is gone, but we have wonderful memories no one can take away from us. May those wonderful memories be a source of strength and comfort for you during your time of bereavement. Blessings and love to all. Thank you. God bless. Good evening, everyone. Uh, I'm just delighted to be here in front of y'all, and I give honor to my pastor, uh, Dr. Scott, the pulpit, and all of uh, the family and friends, and especially the St. Paul disciples. Uh, I just want to come for y'all and just say thank you for being here. I was talking to my uh, uncle the other day, and we were just reminiscing about my mama, and we came up with the scripture they just kind of told who she was. And it's in uh, Philippians 4, uh, starting at verse 11, it says, Now that I speak in respect of, of what I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therefore be content. I know both how to be abased and how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed, both to be full and to be hungry, both to be abound and to suffer need. I do all things through Christ which strengthened me. And that's what my mother, you know, she was, she was a, a fun person. You know, if she had it, she still was fun. She didn't have it. Uh, she came here to Charlotte about 60, uh, well, 54 years ago. 
and she came here with four children, with four children and a little babies, my little brother. So she had five children. She came to Charlotte not knowing anybody, and uh, and she made it. You know, she came up here with four children and to a, a new city, and but she had faith in God. She trusted in God, and she still that in us all through our life. You know, uh, we had some tough times, some struggling times. Things didn't go all our way, but we always had each other. We always had food on our table. And she taught us that, you know, because she taught us to pray. She was a praying woman. And the thing about praying, not only did she pray, she believed that it was come true. So you got to have faith that, you know, when you pray that God going to take care of it, then you leave it alone. And she had to have faith in prayer because she had five children and uh, three of her of us want to scrape, and I was a ringleader. <laughs> and uh, so she, she definitely had to pray. She prayed, you know, that, you know, and, and through the prayer and God, we all made it back. You know, that to see us back in the fold, you know, because she was, uh, I mean, one time she was, she wanted to talk to me. And I took about three days to get over to her house, and, you know, I'm out there doing what I do. And when I get out over there, she started telling me about this man named Jesus. And I'm going to tell you, I didn't want to hear that. Not really, because I was gone. But I tell you what, through her prayer and all the stuff, I came to Jesus. Oh my God! And she was so happy, and she was so proud. I come up in St. Paul, and I'm saying, "That's my son. That's my son." I'm like, I'm about forty something. Everybody she met, over, you know, she was so happy that her children, I don't mean, that had got to know Jesus, you know, and, and, she, and she just prayed for us, you know. And we got children and grandchildren, you know, you're way over in Italy. She's praying for you. Uh, wherever you be, you're in Houston, she's praying for you. Because she loved her children and she loved her grandchildren. Oh, boy, she had a bunch of them and a bunch of grandchildren. And she loved them all, you know, and, and she loved her siblings. Her sister Mary right there, oh, that was their buddy. I mean, before they knew Christ, they was buddy. And when they got to know Christ, they was buddy. Yeah. So, uh, and her dear, dear, dear friend of 55 years, uh, what's her name? Cornelius. Uh, so, you know, we, 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 we're, we're sad, but we're celebrating, you know. And, and my mother was good. I loved her to death. And I can remember her spirit was always there because once I was at work, I was working at this job, and I uh, was working at a motel. And I got robbed that night. People came in there, and they robbed me and took everything, and, and usually when they rob you, they want to shoot you, but they didn't shoot me, they left. So 3 o'clock in the morning, some my manager was there, and the police were there, were talking to me. The phone rang. 3 o'clock in the morning, later she told me her spirit, she just woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and she ain't know the phone number, she ain't know nothing. She called that job. And it was just how God, her spirit was everywhere, you know. She sit right there, and she ain't wasn't ashamed of God, but she going to get up there and shout. And she's going to get out in the aisle and she's going to dance. So she loved God. And everybody knew it. And St. Paul, I just thank y'all because when she started getting a little sick, my sister would bring her here and I would take care of her. But I wouldn't take care of myself because St. Paul was deaf. Taking her to the bathroom and calling. I got tired of reading, talking about how your mommy is. I said, why don't you ask me how I am doing sometimes? <laughs> but uh, they just loved her and they called her mama. But, you know, I just thank everyone being so supportive and I just everybody looking beautiful in their purple you know that was her favorite color I'm telling you 
And, but she was just a joy. You know, she was a joy. She was, you know, I, I'm sit down, but not only was she, she was lovable and everything, but she was tough. You know, she was she uh, she wouldn't hold her left hand back. You know, I, would, uh, I, I got a weak eye right here, right? I got a weak eye. And they told me I was born with this eye like that, but I don't know. <laughs> but I just thank y'all so much and pray for our family. First, giving honor to God um, for granting the prayers of my grandmother. I used to talk to her on the phone from prison. And she used to tell me, she used to say, I just pray God let me stay alive and see you come home. And I can rest in peace. And, you know, God not only blessed her to see me, but we had four good years. And I just thank God because he gets all the glory for not only allowing me to come home, but allowing me to spend this time with my grandmother. And um, Congresswoman Alma Adams, she wanted to share some kind words. And I want to thank Tijuana Brown. Um, Barbara Ratliff and Kim Ratliff for making it possible for everyone to be able to get a copy of this uh, very important letter. Let it say, Dear Cedric, Miss Betty Baker, and the Dean and Fraser families, it is with great sadness I acknowledge the passing of your loved one, Miss Faye Augusta Dean Fraser, a devout mother, grandmother, and friend to all. The citizens of the 12th District of North Carolina and I joined the St. Paul Baptist Church family expressing heartfelt sympathies to the Dean and Fraser families as you mourn the passing and celebrate the well-lived life of Miss Faith Fraser. Miss Faith Fraser, who worked at Echo Drug Store for 30 years before retiring, was an active member of St. Paul. She was known as Oprah because she never met a stranger and was always willing to lend a listening ear to those in need of her wisdom. Miss Fraser was a praying woman that deeply loved her family and she was unwavering her commitment to supporting them. Although she may be gone from my sight, she will never be gone from my heart. I pray that love, strength, and cherished memories of Miss Fraser will bring comfort during this most difficult time. Second Corinthians 5, 8 reminds us that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Suddenly, our world is different. We can't see you and we can't hear you anymore. But we can feel you in our hearts because you are a part of us. Thank you for showing us that love means everything. Till we meet again. 
while you celebrate her life and cherish the memories you shared. Take comfort in knowing she left a lasting impression on the lives she touched. May she rest in power, sincere, simple. You know, I remember when I was like five years old and I was messing with this little boy at the at the park. And he his daddy was a security guard and he ran home, got his daddy gun, and pulled that gun on me. And I ran home, I told good grandma, she grabbed her 38, and she went over there to that house. And I want to I don't want to say what she said, but she taught me about protecting my family. She taught me about unconditional love. And I just want to say, you know, as I walk away from here, that Faith Fraser, Betty Dean Baker, and Reverend B.R. Moore introduced me to Jesus. And at the time when they was talking about him, you know, like my uncle Ronnie, I really wasn't trying to hear it, didn't understand it. But I never forgot about it. And when I found myself in prison, and I used to always talk to my grandma and my mama, and they used to always come see me, no matter where I was at. And I remember grandma came to Arizona, and she say, boy, you know I got to love you. And fly away out here, because she didn't like the math planes and stuff. But she came out there. Always, you know, her and my mom used to always be together. But it was something that she used to say to me. And I know if you know my grandma, she said it to you too. I used to always say, I love you, grandma. And she used to say, not more than I love you. I want y'all to remember that. God bless y'all. family and friends, when tomorrow starts without me. When tomorrow starts without me, and I'm not here to see, if the sun should rise and find your eyes filled with tears for me, I wish so much you wouldn't cry the way you did today, while thinking of many things we didn't get to say. I know how much you loved me, as much as I love you, and each time you think of me, I know you'll miss me too. But when tomorrow starts without me, please try to understand that an angel came and called my name and took me by the hand and said my place was ready in heaven, far above, and that I'd have to leave behind all those I dearly love. But when I walked through heaven's gates, I felt so much at home when God looked down and smiled at me from his great golden throne. He said that this is eternity, and I promised you today, your life on earth is past, but here's a new start. 
I promise no tomorrow, for today will always last. And since each day is the same, where there's no longing for the past. So when tomorrow starts without me, don't think we're far apart. For every time you think of me, I'll be there in your heart. I want to take this time to thank Sister Betty Oates and Brother Ronald Dean and Brother Cedric Dean. Thank you for your words of tribute. Thank you for the picture that you all painted of your great mom, grandma. Listen, she was a great disciple here at St. Paul and we are so grateful that you all allowed her to be here with us. Sister Kanisha Dean, thank you for that wonderful poem, When Tomorrow Starts Without Me. I want to thank you all. And I want to say to each and every one of you that I want you to remember these tributes. I want you to remember these words. But more than anything, I want you to think about Sister Faye Frazier and the life that she lived. But I want you to not think about just today, think about tomorrow. Because tomorrow, everybody's gonna go back to work, everybody's gonna go back to their lives. But this family is really gonna need your thoughts and prayers. They're gonna need you to continue to call them, to continue to send text messages to them, continue to stop by the house. Because I want you to know that tomorrow is going to be a little bit more difficult than today. So can we agree that we are going to continue to call them? We will continue to stop by the house. We'll continue to reach out to them, to check on them every now and then. If you believe that, would you put your hands together, signifying, letting this family know that we will continue to reach out to you even after today. It's now time for a word from the Lord. We've heard tributes, we've heard songs, we've heard um, scriptures read, but right now there's a word from the Lord and it will be delivered by the pastor of this church, Reverend Dr. Robert C. Scott. Would you put your hands together for him as he shall come?
I'm going to a place where there's nothing, nothing to do. But we'll just walk around, walk around heaven all day when I get to heaven I'm gonna sing and shout be nobody there will be able Turn me out. Mm. My mother, she'll be waiting. And my father, my father too. And we'll just join hands together and walk around heaven all day. Lord up above, can't you hear, can't you hear me praying? Walk right by, by my side. And Lord, Sunday, my Lord, <laughs> Sabbath will have no end, and we'll do nothing, nothing but sing and praise Him, and He'll say, He'll say, well done. My race, my race, my race will be won. And we'll just walk around, walk around heaven all day. Lord. Sunday, my Lord, <laughs> Sabbath will have no end, and we'll do nothing, nothing but sing and praise Him, 
and he'll say, he'll say, well done. My race, my race, my race will be won. And we'll just walk around, walk around heaven all day. Let's give God praise for this life and legacy of Sister Faye Frazier. We honor the spirit of the resurrected and ascended Christ who permeates and pervade this space to this family. Um, we are praying for you and with you. To Dr. Redman, thank you so much for navigating us through this worship experience. To the cadre of preachers and pastors that are in this setting, particularly to Reverend James Dean and former pastor of the New Hope Church, Reverend Bobby Howes, and the current pastor, Dr. Quintrell Burrell. And to all of you who have participated on the program that have shared so wonderfully and so succinctly about the impact of Mother Faye. I, I remember, uh, Betty, uh, when you used to bring her to church and Ron would bring her to church and she used to sit right over here. And when service got real good, she would wander out into the aisle and get her dance on and set everything else around her on fire. Um, COVID coupled with the continuing decline of her cognition would not permit her to come to this setting like she used to. I just thank God now that she's whole. I want to, um, if I could, call your attention to a passage of scripture that I pray will bless you for this time that is ours. And it is from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. I want to lift up just two verses from the New King James Version of the Word of God. Where it says, but I do not want you to be ignorant, brothers and sisters, concerning those who have fallen asleep. Lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who are asleep in Jesus. I want to talk about, just for a few brief moments, faith's hope is realized. Faith's hope is realized. 
Sister Faye Dean Gaddy Frazier was blessed to have a long life and a wonderful legacy that is filled with Christian zeal and zest to the glory of our God. We gather in this moment in space to celebrate and commemorate her life, her light, her love, and her legacy due to the grace that God gave her to be a blessing to anyone who came across her space. Sister Frazier demonstrated a saving faith in God through Jesus Christ. She imparted that faith to her children. She's been a part of two wonderful Charlotte churches, New Hope and St. Paul, where she lived out her Christian virtues and spiritual values within those ecclesiastical settings. She did not just let her light shine and linger in the church house, but she displayed it in the community and the city through her involvement in various organizations and through her walk with Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Most importantly, she lived this life among her family, to her siblings, children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and even great-great-grandchildren, which is six generations. Uh, you are more than blessed to have Sister Fraser in your life. And how many of us really get to see three generations? And God allowed for her to see six this virtuous woman, this godly lady who walked with our Lord and Savior did her very best to let you know of her example of how much she loved God by her love for you all. And let, let's be honest, her walk with Jesus Christ, her acknowledgement of God as her father, the Holy Spirit operating in her life did not exempt her from the sufferings of this world. Dementia is a terrible disease. It, it robs a loved one of, of cognition and memory uh, to the point where they cannot carry out their daily routines with ease. The memory skips periods of life. The personality goes through changes because your loved one might act out of character. Reason and rationale is not as sharp as they used to be. Let's be honest, it can be very disheartening because there were times when Sister Faye wasn't herself mentally, even though she had the same body you were accustomed to. And yet, I, I think that God still deserves to be praised because God let her see 83 years of life. And 83 years, you all, is a long time. As a matter of fact, the psalmist reminds us in Psalms 90, if you see three score year and 10, which is 70 and by reason of strength, 80 years, that's enough to give God praise. God led Sister Faye see 83 years. She would have been 84 in April. But 83 years ain't nothing compared to eternity. 83 years is like comparing a grain of sand to the entire universe. There's no comparison. And the writer of James says it so succinctly, life is but a vapor. Here today, gone tomorrow. And I want to let this family know that 
Mother Faye, because of her relationship with God through Jesus Christ, that every time she had a pain in her body, that was a text message from eternity to let her know she wasn't going to be here always. Mother Fraser's deposit into your lives will continue to reverberate like a stone cast into a lake with the ripples going on and on until you can't see them anymore. The Apostle Paul presents to us at this time in his writings words in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, particularly verses 13 and 14, but it really goes to the 18th verse about the primary concern he had for those who did not really understand what it meant to be connected to Jesus Christ. He he gives us uh, clarion instructions about how you and I are to maintain a sense of hope and faith because for those of us who know Jesus Christ and the pardon of our sin, we really don't die, we go to sleep. Uh, uh, we, we, We have very little information about what prompted him to write this particular writing, but I do know that that Paul had to deal with some folks who had some funny theology when it came to understanding all that God did through Jesus Christ's crucifixion and resurrection. And Paul is saying that when you know who Jesus is in the pardon of your sin, you too one day shall rise like him. May may I dare say, may I dare say, and I haven't heard it uttered in this particular setting as far as a funeral is concerned, but may I dare say that I am so appreciative that we did not say that Mother Faye has gotten her wings. Because, beloved, I want you to understand that Mother Faye will not be an angel in heaven. And she would not be an angel in heaven because that is not biblically sound. That is not theologically correct. The Bible says that one day she shall have a glorified body. I do want you to understand that when we talk about angels and things like that, I want you to know that she wasn't an angel down here. She won't be an angel up there. But but God has promised her something better, a, a better body up there that would be able to bask in the glory of our God. Uh, I, I know I'm messing with your theology. I know I'm messing with your ontological understanding of who we are in the light of God. But may I suggest to you right now that if she were an angel, that the moment she sinned down here, God would have sent her to hell. Why? Because when the angels rebelled in heaven, when Lucifer and all of those angels went against our God, God threw them out of heaven and never gave them another chance. God must have more love for us as human beings than he did for the angels that rebel. Because every time we mess up, he gives us another chance to get it right. Um, so, 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 so Paul is saying, wait, I want you to understand that, 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 that we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't sorrow. Oh God. And men and women who have no hope. Uh, folks back then were concerned about the second coming of Jesus Christ and how soon he would come back. And it was their understanding, their belief that Jesus was coming back real soon. In today's context, we've been made, waiting nearly 2000 years and I'm not even concerned about the second coming of Jesus. You want to know why I'm not concerned? Because if you do what Jesus told you to do in the first coming, the second coming will take care of itself. But but, but Paul does offer us words of comfort and strength. 
even in this setting. Because what we're going through today, beloved, is not some hollow ritual. But what we're going through right now is setting the context for how we will live from this particular moment when you can no longer talk to Mother Fame. So allow me for a few moments to mention why we are here. We are here, first of all, to remember Sister Faith Frazier. And it's good to remember because our minds are gift for God. And yet, as you remember, she was not able to remember, but God has given you memory to remember the wonderful things she's imparted to you. Today we come and we claim the memory of Mother Faith that she invested into your lives. She joined St. Paul around 1982 and for more than 30 years she was active here in our church. Under the tenures of Dr. Drummond and Dr. Moss, she was a deaconess, active in Sunday school, part of the missionary, served on the usher ministry. She had input for women's day, rode on their float for years, and as I shared before, even during my time, there were times when the music got real good. She would move from her seat, the school, to the edge of her seat, and get her dance on, and get her praise on, and all of us would go up in the air. Memories of loved ones are not taken with the passing of their mortal fleshly body. Consider the influence of Mother Faith on your life because it's through your memory that she is able to continue to influence you. As you and I walk this particular life and as we remember and reflect upon what she shared in word and deed... You have to admit that your life is better because she passed your way. Thank God for the memory, for the words that she shared, for the actions that she engaged in, for the love that she imparted. Thank God for your memory that you are able to reflect upon all that she has done. But there's another reason why we're here, and that is to give comfort and support to this family. I don't want to dismiss, I I don't want to uh, take for granted as far as grief is concerned because grief is real. And I would dare say, uh, Pastor Howes, that some of us in the church, we don't want to do the real work of grief. We tell people, if you believe in God, you should not be crying, but you're going to miss mama. You're going to miss big mama. You're going to miss your sibling. And ain't nothing wrong with crying because even Jesus will. Uh, yeah, G- Jesus shed tears for the one that he loved. And so pain is part of the human predicament. Grief is the price you pay for the one you love. Uh, Jesus said in the Beatitudes, uh, blessed are they that mourn. For, for they shall be comforted. You can't be comforted if you aren't willing to mourn. So we're here to encourage this family through this situation to our children. Betty and Ronald, Ricky, Priscilla, Iron, Rose, Lincoln, Herman, Annette, Brenda, Marilyn, Phyllis, Elaine, to her siblings, Mary, Carolyn, and Patricia, and retired General, Major General Arthur, and Alfonso, and James, we are praying for you. God, through family, friends, and his church, is offering our prayer.
prayers to you and spiritual support that you're going to need to navigate this tough moment. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we offer support to one another in this setting. One of the values of Jesus coming in the flesh is that Jesus understands what you're going through because Jesus has been where you are. And at this very moment, he is with you through the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. But had he not come in the flesh, he may not understand all that you and I are dealing with. So I don't know about anybody else, but I'm sticking with Jesus because Jesus knows all about our trouble. He will die till the day is done. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. No, not one. So family, I want you to know we're going to continue to lift you up in our prayers and supplications as you adjust to life without the physical, actual, bodily remains of Mother Faye. But finally, and I close with this, we're here to celebrate our hope. We're here to celebrate our hope that is found in the loving God who sent his son Jesus that none of us should perish. I want to suggest, Reverend Dean, I want to suggest, Dr. Burrell, that if this was the end, that if this casket was all there is to say about life, you and I really have reason to be very sorrowful. But I want you to know that we are here to gather for a better reason. Most of all, we've come to celebrate the hope that Faye's hope has now been realized. And for us, it is not some big fantasy. It, it is not something that we have made up, but it is hope that is based upon a fact. That fact is that one day, nearly 2,000 years ago, a brown Palestinian Jew by the name of Jesus Christ died on an old rugged cross. They thought that was the end for him and they placed him in a barber tomb and he stayed in that tomb all night Friday night and all day Saturday and all night Saturday night but early Sunday morning he got up with all power in his hand. Now can I tell you why we really shout about that as Christians because the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ adds a dimension to death that can never be erased. Paul wants us to understand. I don't want you to be ignorant about death and dying. He wants us to understand what he has already knew. You and I don't sorrow as men and women who don't know who Jesus Christ is. Let's put the hay where the cows can get it. From the human perspective, death is a terrible thing. From the human perspective, death is powerful. It is mysterious. It's scary. But hallelujah, I'm glad that death does not have the final word. Uh, I'm trying. I'm. I'm trying not to do all that stuff. Uh, trying not to let my Mississippi slap. Uh, 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 but, 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 but I'm glad. Whoo! That that this is not the end. I'm glad that death does not have the last word. God, I'm trying not to do this. I'm I'm glad that that those, uh, yeah, of us who know who Jesus Christ is, 
Yeah, in the pardon of our sin that death is passage from time uh, memorial into time eternity. I'm glad to know that, uh, yeah, Mother Faye has gathered uh, and to remind us that this ain't the end. That when you die in Jesus, you ain't doing nothing but taking a nap. Because one of these days, uh, the trumpet shall sound. And the dead in Christ shall rise. And those of us remain shall be caught up in there. And we'll be able to worship him and bask in his glory forever and ever. Can I close it like we do in Mississippi? Because is there anybody here that got the same hope that Mother Faye has? It's not a hope that is based on optimistic desire that something will be fulfilled. Uh, Because the hope of the world uh, is not guaranteed. Uh, And it's not guaranteed because it's based upon finicky people and changing situations. Uh, But is there anybody here at the St. Paul Church uh, that know our hope is an eternal assurance? That is based on not something, but somebody. Our hope is not based upon the world and other folks. But our hope is based on somebody who will not change. Because the Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God bless y'all. I'll see you all later. Because what the world needs in today's society is the gospel that reminds them that you don't have to go through whatever you're going through by yourself. And do I have anybody in the church? Do I have anybody in the family? Do I have anybody in this setting that know that Jesus Christ is the real deal? And so I come and I thank God that Paul reminds us that our hope is part of our inheritance. And do I have anybody in the family that know you may have some tears in your life, but your tears you are shedding are not sorrowful tears. They may be tears mingled with joy and sadness. You may cry, but you got somebody, yeah, that will wipe the tears from your eyes. You may drop your head but you got somebody who is able to lift up a bow down head uh, for Paul said for we believe that Jesus died and rose again uh, even so God will bring with him those that are asleep in Jesus uh, good morning good afternoon y'all may the Lord bless you real good uh, but can I tell you that phase hope yeah, is my hope. And I got a question, is Faye's hope your hope? Because if Faye's hope is your hope, you'll be able to say these wonderful words. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. When darkness veils his lovely face, I'll rest on his unchanging grace in every high and stormy gale. His anchor holds within the veil. When he shall come with trumpet sound oh may I 
then in him be found just in his right justness alone faithless to stone before his throne on Christ God Almighty, I said on Christ, the solid rock I stand, all of the ground is sinking sand. Is there anybody here that's standing on the rock of Jesus Christ? Won't he keep you? Won't he bless you? Won't he wipe your tears? Won't he hold your hand? Won't he guide your steps? Won't he lift up your head? Ain't he able? Ain't he able? Uh, thank you, Mother Faye, uh, for living your example. Uh, thank you, Mother Faye, uh, for showing us the way. Uh, but I give God praise because uh, you thought she was dancing uh, down here. Uh, she's showing up dancing uh, up there. Uh, she may have lost some memory uh, down here, but she got a memory uh, up there. Uh, her body may have broken down uh, down here, but God has given her a body up there. Now I need somebody that ain't too mean. I need somebody that ain't too scared. Lift up your hand, throw back your head, give God praise for what he's done in her. Because if he did it for her, he'll do it for you. today. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm going to ask everyone except for the family to please stand. Oh, yes, we're on our way to Gethsemane Memorial Garden. Oh, I want you to know that this has been a great, great, wonderful worship experience. But we want you to know that we've got to continue to pray for this family, continue to lift them up because God is going to be right there for you all. Amen. Amen. We're going to turn these services over to Dr. Scott. We're going to ask at this time that persons who are serving as flower bearers, would you come to my left, your, to my left, your right? And for persons who are serving as pallbearers, would you come to my right, your left? Uh, at this time, we need persons to serve as flower bearers. Uh, as a matter of fact, anyone that feel like taking out flowers, can you come? Amen. Yeah, that's how we're gonna do that. All right. Anyone that gonna ask that the preachers will join us as we process out. Those that would be serving as flower uh, pallbearers, uh, we need one more person. We need at least six. We'll prefer eight. 
but we'll take six. If anybody asks you, where I'm going, where I'm going, the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear, the Lord is strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid, when the wicked, even my enemies and my foes came upon me, they stumbled and they shell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, and this will I be confident. One thing that I desire of, that I may seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me, and the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set my foot upon a rock. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepares the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Thomas said, how do you know where I'm going? Bless you. And who shall show us the way? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, no woman, no boy or girl can come to the Father except by me. Come on. 